Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. It is our playoff editions as this weekend begins the NFL playoffs. I don't know about you guys. The Vikings may not be in it, but I always love watching this time of year. We got some fun stuff we're doing. We got Bobby's little thing uh, with the playoff fantasy football, and we are giving away some koozies um, during our uh, matches on DraftKings. So hopefully all of our listeners can participate. And heck, there's some millionaire matches out there still yet to be had for those that are still trying to win the big bucks. But Anyway, today we're going to give you a couple of things. Uh, should be a good show. We're going to talk a little bit about our season-long um, bet. Who won that? Bobby, I'm sure you're very excited to discuss those things. We're going to talk about uh, our season-long um, DraftKings stuff where we've had some people enter. We're going to do our, our, our live uh, announcement at the very end of this to tell you guys who has uh, won the, uh, the, the prize from us this year. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about this week's matchups and uh, what everything looks like. So to kind of dive into all this, Bobby, why don't you start by telling us about or telling us, I guess, telling our listeners about the season long bet that we had uh, between the three of us. All right. So um, we had been making bets all season long on who's smarter than the other ones. And if uh, anyone of you out there had been following along you had noticed that i am smarter than everybody else uh-huh. um and that bared itself out like in tremendous fashion um yeah, I Bobby, i'm don't... not i'm not sure i would use the word smart i would just say you're lucky yeah well luck is one thing um luck would be like if the, i barely squeak things out but John, you won 24 of all of the bets that were made throughout the season here. Joe, you got 26. I ended up with 40. Oh, bullshit. So, like, there, <laughs> there's a significant, like, a clinically significant difference let's, here. Let's just state that Bobby tracked and counted, and we did not audit the results. So This we're is just, true. We're just assuming I, I mean, Bobby. <laughs> the numbers in front of me, if you want to – get access to the spreadsheet you can look at it no 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 we trust you bobby we trust you like a brother (laughs) so go ahead take a look at that so some of my favorites so uh we had a couple season long ones uh to start off me and joe had three bets right away eckler versus chubb uh pitts uh in terms of if if he was going to have the best tight end rookie season ever and then uh, A.J. Brown versus Julio Jones. And we know who was on the smarter side of all of those things. Yeah, those are three bad bets. That, I that would was, say Pitts. That I, don't, was, I still don't think Pitts was a bad bet for me. That was a bad but bet for you, Joe. The other two did not go very well. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think we need to go bet by bet. Maybe we can. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kind of but... highlighting some of those immediate, just those season long bets. Looking at that, um, that we were doing at the very beginning. There's about eight of them right away. Nine of them right away. Um, and I ended up taking five of those out. Uh, Tanyan was one that I was right on, partially due to injury, but even before that injury happened, John, you thought hundred percent due to top injury. Top twelve. Prior to the injury, 100%. he was uh, like a top twenty-eight wide or tight end. Uh, Chris Carson, same thing. Yeah, top twenty-four running back. That didn't bear itself out. So that was five easy points. So, that I got so really, right that the, the Bobby key keeps is, winning because of injuries. That's yeah, what the key that's what is. Just pick the under in the season long because everyone gets injured anyway. Well, and then yeah. so a couple that that didn't end out that way. So Joe put uh, um, Harris, the uh, running back for New England, as a top twenty running back. He was right on that, John. John, you were wrong. Yeah, Despite but that wasn't some injury, that wasn't early injury luck one, that right? happened there too, Harris. Ended up being a top 20 running back by the end of the season. Hawkinson, that was one that Joe ended up on the right side on because of injury. Again, Hawkinson was about a top five, top six tight end. No, that wasn't right up until that injury. He played like, no, he was a top five tight end until yeah, the, the injury occurred. Like, and then he seven games out. of the season. And then he, and then he got hurt. Not playing well. He, he missed what, four games max? No, no he, he missed more than that. He missed like six, seven games. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was like yeah. four in a bye week, but whatever. And then uh, Cooper versus Lamb. We all know that John is smarter than Joe. Uh, so Joe did not do well on our on our initial season-long uh, bets that we had there. Why um, don't I get the, fa- the fact that Cooper was injured for four or five games? Why because, don't I get that? Because even, even with that, Lamb was still better. I'm just saying, like, that's not fair that you get to say, oh, well, he was injured, and that's why Joe was right. But yeah. when Joe's well, guy was injured, Joe was just wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you, nothing to do with the injury. Because that's how my, my logic and my uh, my reasoning comes, uh-huh. Joe. Um, well, now that, okay, the so way everybody knows who won, take your final some those, comment. Some of those season-long bets um, kind of pushed me over the edge a little bit with that, and then, like, a couple of weeks where Joe just absolutely fell out flat on his face. I think if John was involved uh, on a weekly basis, those bets might've been spread out a little bit more. And uh, we, we maybe would have seen a little bit of a different, uh, different winning here, but um, I absolutely dominated everything and scored 40 points out of the total of 90 bets that were made between us. Um, I wasn't involved in a good chunk of these things, so, um, yeah, that it just Bobby, who got the most points out of our DraftKings? Out of our DraftKings, I believe that was you, John. I would have to double check. Well, it was um, definitely not Bobby, it was either me or John. I had a pretty good run there for a while. I'll, I'll look at that as, as you guys get into what and DraftKings, uh, Joe, looks just, like coming up Joe here. just to clarify, Lamb was better on a per game average. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, I should have been right on that. I'm just trying to get to the point that Bobby had to say something about my winning having to do with an injury that happened, but my losing had nothing to do with an injury that happened. That's that's all. That's all it is. That's all I'm saying. CD Lamb also missed games yeah. for injury. Yeah, but yeah, again, Joe, Joe, zero. Joe, stop. Doesn't stop. matter. Joe, stop. Move on. <laughs> You got you got twenty six. All that matters, That's... John, is that 
I won way more money than Bobby did this year when it came to fantasy because I took second place in one league we're in together. I took first place in another league we're in together. I took third place, or no, well, I guess technically fifth place um, in another league that we were in together. And then I took third place in a completely other league as well. So I'm just saying, you know, I may have gotten some things wrong on our little bets. But I yeah, think but, you know, 40 dumb. to 26, I win. <laughs> I win. <laughs> and and I won our family league, so that's all that matters. Yeah, and you did dog shit in the other ones. Well, one other one you did okay in. Anyway, let's move on. Congratulations to Bobby. Good job. Uh, right. Let's talk a little bit about what the playoff DraftKings games that we're putting together is going to look like. Um, so same rules as always. You beat all three of the experts. That is uh, Johan, 822, Jay Merrick, and Hopper, 88. You beat all three of those experts. Um, then you get a – or well, in, this, in the playoffs, you're going to get a koozie. So all you got to do is beat us, all three of us, in any of the games that we play. We're going to send you guys a nice little koozie. Now, to get that koozie – we do need to know who you are and where to send it. So we do ask uh, that you email us that information if you know that you're ahead of us in any of those matches. So listen in. The only way you're going to know that uh, you can win that or that you have to email us is if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> so we'll know who you are that actually listen. And we're only a few minutes in, so it's not like it's that hard to get this far. Yeah, but um, you, you had to get through me and Joe you know, doing a little measuring contest here for yeah, a few minutes. Exactly. So there you go. But, good uh, on you for making it this far. Yeah. Hopefully uh, those that beat us do request that and send us that uh, info when it is time. Yeah. So, no so let's dive into the first there. games. Let's talk a little bit about Saturday. Uh, we're not going to do the typical stacks for these types of games. It's only two teams uh, playing or four games. I'm sorry. Two games total. Wow. Four teams. You're not good at two talking. games. There we go. Two games total on Saturday. Um, so I don't know if we want to do any highlights uh, or players or, or teams in particular that you'd be most interested in. Um, but uh, Bobby, yeah, Martin, I think I think John, the game. Start. I think the game I'm most interested in is I want to have a lot of Cincinnati and Vegas players. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be the more high scoring game. It's New England in Buffalo. That'll probably be lower scoring. Maybe I'd look to pick kind of a, a running back in that game, but I think the wide receivers will struggle. We know New England's been good against tight ends. Um, so Knox will probably struggle, and then the New England tight ends really haven't uh, haven't um, performed. So I'm probably going to go heavy Cincinnati, heavy Las Vegas, and then try to find some leverage on some under-owned players by maybe picking some smaller-name guys in Buffalo and New England. Yeah, I, I think what we'll find is that there's going to be that high ownership, like you're saying, um, with with like Joe Burrow is going to be almost across the board owned in uh, on most teams. That if not him, then it's going to be Josh Allen. Uh, most people are probably going to pay up for one of those two guys, and so I'm going to be a person that's going to pivot um, a little bit and go with with Derek Carr. Um, May, probably not Mac Jones just because that Buffalo defense is so good, uh, but you can pass on Cincinnati. You can score points on Cincinnati. I think that, like you said, is going to be that higher scoring game. And really the stack that I'm looking at doing isn't 
necessarily the quarterback wide receiver kind of a stack. I'm probably going to try and find a way to get Hunter Renfro in on this lineup and have that Derek Carr stack. But really the stack that I'm looking at is the Joe Mixon Cincinnati defense stack. Um, It's kind of one of those uh, pairings that you don't see all too often, but when you can, whenever I can at least, um, I try and grab the running back and pair him with the defense because, as we all know, the team's running the ball a lot. That means they're winning more usually at least. Um, And that means that that defense is keeping the yardage down, probably getting some turnovers and uh, keeping that score down, and that's going to help out. Plus, if they're winning, they're going to have more likelihood of getting sacks and interceptions. Um, So that's kind of where I'm looking at the Bengals defense and pairing that with Joe Mixon. Uh, Like it. Uh, One thing I'll mention uh, just to kind of get on this slate of games is a very big thing to kind of know. Last time Buffalo and New England played, I think it was 14 to 10. It was windy as all heck and not the warmest of days. Um, And I think they threw like a total of like five passes for New England or something crazy like that. Um, So I'm with you guys on this in general. I think you get more points scored in that Vegas Cincinnati game, but something to be aware of. It's supposed to be like three degrees in, in Buffalo at game time. It is a night game in Buffalo. So, you know, the, the weather is just – it's going to be cold. We talked about that with the Vikings-Packers a few weeks back. Um, obviously, the Vikings weren't at full strength, um, but it wasn't – it just wasn't a great game offensively overall, I would say. Uh, and, Bobby, just, just to throw a little doubt on how smart you are, usually I don't like to pick a defense that's going against the quarterback that I'm stacking. Right. You're stacking Carr with Renfro. And I look at Mac Jones in the last four weeks, he's thrown five interceptions, two interceptions to Buffalo on the at home against Buffalo in week 16. So I look at that. Jones has really struggled late in the year. And I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, both New England Patriots running backs have shown that they can fumble the ball. So I think I'm going Buffalo defense and then maybe trying to pick the, um, um, single Terry. Yeah, kind of I, a, I don't hate that. Um, but I think that, in in this, I, I I think you have to think of it differently than kind of the normal full slate. There's just true, two games, true. four teams. You just have to be right. Like the, the leverage doesn't matter. You just need to pick the players who are going to perform, yeah. and then look for leverage on um, some of the lower own, lower um, value guys and just look for who's involved in the offense where that might be where I kind of look towards the Buffalo wide receivers, um, Davis Beasley or Sanders um, for one of the three based on who's playing or who's injured of who could get the um, like Beasley might be a good pick of in the slot. He could get kind of the short passes. You know, I I fully agree. Fully agree with that. Um, Just looking at that, defensive slate and how my team shaped out um i do actually have the ability to to pay up for the bills at that thirty two hundred dollar uh top price point for defenses when i can i try and save a little bit but you know any one of these defenses doesn't matter um patriots defense despite buffalo not really giving up a lot uh of 
points, two defenses in DraftKings. Um, still have 2,700. Still great value. Um, and to your point, you can't really go wrong with any any one of those. I am actually putting the Buffalo Bills defense into my lineup um, and going with that Singletary stack there. So um, just something, again, though, for everyone to pay attention to, see what's out there, see what kind of guys you can throw into your lineup. And, and there's a lot of different ways to really construct this. Um, Joe, any any other running backs that you like besides we've, we've talked about Mixon and Singletary. Those are two of the be- biggest running back names out there right now, um, at least in this Saturday slate. Um, anybody else that you're trying to target, it, if anybody cheaper than Singletary at 5,800? Uh, no, I, I don't think there's – I think there's going to be a lot of ownership on on those two guys. But, again, I think it not only – John's right about a couple things. Number one, you got to be right. Yeah. Um, but number two, you have to be right in places where other people were wrong. Okay. So like, like you just said, like, it seems like the best picks are Singletary and uh, Mixon, but Jacobs isn't a slouch. Okay. Right. Nine touchdowns on the year, heavily involved in the offense. You're looking at an average of 15 points. Even if you're wrong on him, he doesn't score the touchdown. You're not going to be apologizing for it. Right, Damian Harris is in the same same boat, right? I mean, last time they played Buffalo, guy had three touchdowns. So it sounds like the way to really make your hay here is going to be pretty much at that pass catching side of things, the tight ends and the wide receivers. Well, I, I to say make your hay is an interesting comment because I, I I can't say that that's necessarily true. I just think what John said is right pick right it's almost impossible to do that but if you can find a way to pick right then you're you're there and if you want to win the millionaire so to speak then you have to be contrarian somewhere right okay so like again so if maybe it's not mixing because that's what a lot of people are going to go with you look at that numbers 30th against uh the defense against the run well gosh if i look here at harris He's playing against the eighth best run defense in Buffalo. He yeah. had an injury, so there might be some people off of him not thinking about taking him because of those reasons. Okay, well, maybe I'll throw him in on a lineup and take a jab, and if I'm right, great. If I'm wrong, okay, I lost that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's just find where you're comfortable being different and run with that because you're going to need to in weeks like this in order yeah. to win. And so – to, to talk about some of those cheaper guys that I'm targeting because, you know, this isn't a week to get cute and, you know, not put in Jamar Chase or, or Stefan Diggs. People are going to have those guys in their lineups, but it's going to be almost impossible to have Mix and Singletary Chase Diggs. So you got to be different somewhere. Um, my difference here this week is at tight end and in the flex spot. I'm actually grabbing a New England wide receiver um, because we've seen that at least some New England wide receiver is able to go off and do a little bit of something each of these uh, each of these weeks. Who that's going to be this time is a whole other question. And my gamble that I'm taking is that Kendrick Bourne is going to be that guy that scores a touchdown. And see, I don't think you're going to be the only one taking it. Like, if you're going to tell me, hey, I'm going to take a risk on a New England wide receiver and right. you throw out Kendrick Bourne, like, that's great. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I, I think, you know, to be completely contrarian, throw out Nelson Aguilar. Throw out Wilkerson for 
Christian Wilkerson, who I know didn't even dress last week. But those are the guys that are going to give you that contrarian pick. We're going to have like 1%, 2%, 3% owned, not Kendrick Bourne. Out of all the receivers for New England, he's probably going to be the highest owned because Jacoby Myers is limited in practice and who knows whether his injury is going to have an effect on him, et cetera. So that gives you an idea. Let's move on. I think we've we've uh, pushed this one into the ground here as far as just talking about it. There's not much more we can really say. Let's go on to Sunday, get into those games a little bit, give some insight, and then we'll come back to the very end here. All right, Joe, what are you liking on Sunday? you got three games to pick from. A little bit of a bigger slate um, gives, gives us a little bit more wiggle room to, to grab some players. What are you thinking? Well, so I always talk about finding the highest scoring game. If you can figure out what that high scoring game is going to be, then you have a pretty good chance at, at hitting right. Even if you don't get every player right, you have a higher chance of, of you know getting some solid points out of it. So on this slate, the highest scoring game at 51, as far as uh, Vegas concerned, the over under 51 is the Cowboys and the Raiders, or sorry, Cowboys and the 49ers. Uh, and looking at it just flat out across the board, I my favorite quarterback on the slate is Dak Prescott. Um, not that I don't love Brady and Mahomes. Uh, I just think that that game is going to be tighter. So I think there's going to be more emphasis on, you know, just getting points, scoring points, et cetera. Um, I also do believe if I'm not going Dak, I'm probably going Brady as far as my quarterback. Um, there's almost no running backs in Tampa Bay. So they're going to have to – figure out a way to win the game throwing the football so i like i like dak i like dallas um i do like uh cedric wilson as a uh, an option he'll probably be pretty heavily owned um big reason i like him is not because of what he did last week it's actually because of the week what he did the week before uh he had six catches 35 yards and a touchdown the week before and, and i think that's a little bit of what you'll expect you know knowing that the teams that are going to be playing against dallas will focus on the other two Against the pass, uh, and I might even go with the double stack there in Dallas. Uh, no, maybe get me either a CD or a Cooper, um, just depending on how I feel. Um, but yeah, so Dallas, I like it. I, you know, as far as a comeback player in San Fran, um, the one that he's kind of had a couple of down weeks in a row, which has reduced his price a little bit. Um, but I do like George Kittle. Um, I, it's just a, it's tough to find somebody in San Francisco that I'm really loving. So I actually have uh, the Cowboys defense and no comeback um, in my lineup that I've currently created. So that gives you an idea. I think there's other opportunities. Trust me, I think you can build a team in a lot of different ways with those three games. That's the game that I like. That's the teams that I'm targeting. Nice. I'm kind of on the same games as you. I'm just on the other side. Um, So I'm actually grabbing some San Francisco players, trying to be a little contrarian. I'm throwing Jimmy Garoppolo in there. And uh, pairing that with a Debo Samuel, we've seen how involved Samuel's been in the this offense lately, both running and uh, catching the ball. He's actually scored something like I don't know what seven, eight touchdowns on the ground, yeah. um, which is just absurd. Um, and, and so, just he's getting the ball; they're getting it to him in very creative and different ways. And uh, so that's one uh, pairing, well, one stack that I like to do because, again, not a lot of people are going to be on the Garoppolo side. And um, if any of these teams are going to pull an upset this week, uh, any of those road teams are going to win, it's San Francisco. Um, their defense is good enough to be able to 
um, you know, vault them in. And who knows what Dallas Cowboy offense we're going to actually be seeing because some weeks they're putting up 50 points and other weeks they are, you know, can't get anything going. So that'll be kind of fun to watch and see what happens. Um, if you are able to, you know, save some money and get creative with it, you can double stack that up with George Kittle. Um, and another tight end that I just love Philadelphia's uh, defense is not very good. They've they're actually like second worst over the course of the season against tight ends. And so Gronk, I think has a bigger game um, as you talked about Tampa Bay um, more than likely running the show there down in Tampa this week. I think Gronk is heavily involved in, uh, in the make. Um, and then in order to get some of these higher price players, a wide receiver that I'm trying to throw into my lineup is actually Byron Pringle. Uh, after, after Hill and Kelsey Kittles, the, or I'm sorry, Pringle is the third most involved player, uh, in the passing game for Kansas city. And he is only 3,900. Um, he had five for 56 last week on eight targets. Um, week prior to that, three for 35, six for 75. So, and two touchdowns in that in that uh, game against Pittsburgh last time. Here we are against Pittsburgh again. Um, he might be able to torch him one more time, and being able to squeeze in a $3,900 player allows me to grab Najee Harris, who I love at running back this week. Um, just being able to grab someone who I know is going to have a lot of volume and throw in those higher wide receivers and pass catchers. Um, so just kind of opens up that ability to do that with uh, grabbing Byron Pringle at 3,900. John? Uh, I'm going to pick players that are going against the defense that allowed 51 points last week, and that's going to be the Buccaneers. <laughs> so I'm probably going to go Brady and Gronk, and then they still have um, – some good corners in Philly. So I'm thinking I might do a Grady Bronk and then Vaughn um, stack um, with Jones and um, Fournette out for the week. Or Jones is doubtful. So I, I think I like that stack. I could maybe see going Hurts against Tampa Bay's defense, thinking that they'll stop the run and um, – Hurts will have to run a lot of his own, not getting help from running backs. But I think that's the game where um, I, I see Tom, I see Brady um, being the highest scoring quarterback this week. So I like going with him. And then um, I'm probably staying away from Kansas City players this week. I think they'll be high owned. I think the scoring for them will be lower or spread out going against Pittsburgh's defense. Um, so then and I think there will be a lot of, I think Hill and Kelsey will probably bring high ownership although Gronk could kind of take some of the ownership away from Kelsey um, and then then probably just trying to fill in with San Francisco Dallas maybe going a little contrarian um, maybe you could go um, maybe sneak in Wilson if you think the ownership's going to be on Lamb and Cooper, I think we've seen Wilson can easily um, keep pace or outscore either of them. Yeah. So I, I think he's – and he's a good cheap guy. Um, 
He's I think maybe cheap enough where his ownership goes in, but well, his ownership will be there. But again, it's one of those things you get the even if his ownership is higher, which it more than likely could be. Um, you know, it's like him versus Pringle. So what's the floor and what's the potential ceiling? I, I mean, a ceiling for Pringle would be what? What he did last time against touchdown. Well, what, I was gonna say what he did last time against uh, Pittsburgh, which was what sixty-seven and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a really big ceiling for him. I wouldn't even say yeah. that's a ceiling, yeah. right? So, I you know, but a ceiling I feel like for Wilson is is probably legitimately two touchdowns and and sixty sixty five yards seventy yards maybe yeah, even and that game is going to have a lot more points right. So what, I think yeah. that you got again you look at all those things. Um, I think one thing I, I will mention this, John. I've seen you this do this a couple times throughout the season, um, where you pick, you know, some really high priced guys, um, but you have like two or three of them, and then you just fill in with slop. And if you get lucky and you hit on that, you you, you made a great team. So I think it was a few weeks back when you one of the last ones that you won, you you put in thirty two hundred dollar like Braxton Berrios, and he yeah, went but off that, like two that or three was... touchdowns. Yeah, but that was when Barrios, the the top two wide receivers that the Jets were hurt. I so no, Barrios I totally understand. The top wide receiver against a bad passing defense in a game where they're going to be down and throw a lot. There's yeah, really no, no. not that matchup this week. No, there isn't. But what I'm saying is, like, so here's an example. Let's say let's say you're in love with a couple guys this week. So let's say in um, sun, Sunday's matchups. You're like, I think if you want to go that way, you go Vaughn, you go Wilson because Gallup's injured. Then you have two low price guys. Right. I think that's kind of the low price you look at. But I think the problem is there's not as many kind of high price guys that I really want to have on my team. Right. But uh, there's a lot of guys that are on like that 6,000 range. So this is one of those weeks where you can have like, what, one, two, three, four, you know, like five or six people at the six high sixes. That are all like fairly good. There's not a guy that I'm looking at in this slate that's like I don't want, like the the highest price running back 6100. The highest price wide receiver is 79, right? So like if I really like Debo like Bobby does, and I really like Hill, or I really like some of these other guys, well I can pay up for them, and all I got to do is get Wilson as one of my cheap guys. Like that's not that hard to do. Like so I, I really feel like you can make a really solid teams across the board with the prices that they have on DK this week. Yeah. Right. And I, I almost would I almost would consider going contrarian having two tight ends and going Gronk and Kelsey or yeah. and Kittle. Well a right. perfect example of another thing there too. Yeah. You gotta find ways to be different. Right. So what is that for you? There's so many different ways that you can make it happen, but it gives you an idea. Yeah. yeah. Double tight end is always an interesting move. Well I think you look at like the upside for Gronk and Kittle. And then you look at, um, you know, I think Kittle has as much upside as Cooper. Cooper maybe has a higher ceiling, but I think the likelihood that Kittle um, hits his ceiling is higher than if Cooper hits his. Yeah. Um, And then, especially if, if Garoppolo is, you know, if you expect them to be healthy and playing, um, and and I think if you expect Dallas to be up, um, if you expect Dallas to be up, then maybe you downgrade. You have to kind of think what, how do you see the game going? 
you see Dallas being up, then you elevate Zeke. But if Pollard's playing, then you downgrade Zeke a little bit. And then if you think they're going to be down, then you can upgrade Kittle and um, Ayuk. And then maybe I think Debo, if they're ahead, then maybe you elevate him. But I think that's how, how that's how I'm trying to think through who I'm going to yeah. have going. Yeah. I like Debo. I, I like Debo and Kittle on the San Francisco side of the ball. I'm actually grabbing their defense here as well and kind of going in blind, um, and, not hey, having that pairing with a, with a running back. Here's something just real quick to mention. So we've talked about the guys that we like, and I don't think we're we're contrarian in the people that we like. So there's a couple teams that we – well, really one team in particular that none of us mentioned, that's Pittsburgh. So, why, you know, watch – again, thinking about being contrarian, well, there may not be a lot of Pittsburgh guys owned, and you could get some points out of some of those guys. So – Again, just these are examples of the things you have to think about when you're trying to make a team that you're I, I would be very surprised if Najee Harris isn't at least 40% owned in a three-game slate like this that we have um, in, in like a you know a big tournament-type setting or something like that just because of the sheer volume that you know that Najee Harris is going to be touching the ball sure. and his involvement in the passing game. Yep. So. He's one guy, and and I mentioned him earlier. No, I brought him up here. No, actually, if you go back and actually listen to the words that I say, um, you'll hear me talk about Najee Harris as someone who I'm throwing into my lineups. But um, we know how well you listen, Joe, because uh, you didn't listen to me, and I beat your ass in our bets. So, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm excited about the Arizona Rams game. I think it'll be a good one Monday night, which is an interesting move by the NFL to do a playoff game on a Monday night. But it will be kind of fun to watch, and it should be a tight game. I'm sure we'll throw out a matchup for that. For yeah, right now, right now, DraftKings doesn't have an availability yeah. for that. Yep. Um, when it comes out, it'll be coming from us for all of our followers on the DraftKings, uh, like the groups or whatever, that kind of fun stuff. Right. So our group does currently have a New Year's skull that came out because I said it as we're repeating for the Sunday night game. Um, so there is a single game uh, Sunday night game. Um, uh, so that's uh, that Pittsburgh-Kansas City game. Um, we're not going to del- delve into that one necessarily on this, but it is on our slate. So if you are able to beat us on there, we'll send you a prize for that too. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's speaking of surprise, let's talk a little bit about our um, season long DraftKings stuff. Bobby, why don't you tell us how many entries we had and the dynamic of how we set this all up so everybody can kind of listen and understand. All right. So we ended up having 46 uh, different entries. Uh, Some of you guys got multiple entries because you're very much better than us at this. Um, a couple of those guys that had a bunch of entries as Caleb does fantasy answer book had a bunch. Um, I think Mo's show had a few, let me, uh, I'm going to pull up that list again and just kind of see which names stand out as we go through it really fast. Um, but there was, there was a good swath of people who Mickey cats, huggy bear. Um, you know, those are just a, a couple examples. Pedro, the lion, uh, all had multiple entries because he had beat us on more than one week, uh, KWALT 14. Um, but in total, there was 46 unique, uh, forty-six entries into our um, into our drawing, 
So what we did is there's this really cool kind of it's like a random number generator, but it's it's entertaining because there's these guys running across the field. It's called hundredyardrush.com. So I split this uh, this field up into two different rushes of 23 players each. And we took the top eight finishers from each one of those uh, and are placing them into our final rush to see who it is. There's 16 of y'all. If you follow us on Twitter um, at football OTR, you, you would be able to see, did I, did one of my entries make it into our final drawing here? Um, we're going to be doing it one more time with these 16 names and seeing who our winner is. Now, if, so what, you, do, if you do take first, um, we're going to give you until, uh, until Tuesday to contact us, letting us know, and you'll, you'll know through the podcast here. We're not going to put the, put the winner out on social media until we've been contacted by that winner and we get permission to say, hey, you won, all that kind of stuff. But um, you have to contact us through social media say, hey, I listened to the podcast and I heard I won. Um, you know, give me my prize. <laughs> kind of through, through social media or email, right? Through, yes, through email. Um, yeah. Whatever way so either you get a hold yeah, of us. Either send us a direct <laughs> message on Twitter uh, that's that at football OTR, or you can email us football OTR at gmail.com. Let us know uh, that you heard that you won. You get until Tuesday to contact us. If nobody contacts us by Tuesday, if you took second place, contact us. Let us know what's going on. Keep yeah, an eye out also, on our social media. Um, we'll be able to say on there, hey, our winner was, was crowned. Um, yeah. you know, but if you don't see anything on Tuesday, if your email, or your contact gets there to us before this other person does, and you want, and we're gonna go go with that. Yeah, and and another way to get a hold of us because I post almost all these on DraftKings social. That would be another way to contact. Just send us, send me a message, um, letting me know that you heard, you won, etc. Uh, and then we'll have the uh, private message to get your address to send the 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 gift the prize whatever you want to call it so yeah uh any way in which you can get a hold of us is the proper way to get your prize so by right. once you run down the 16 guys that are left after the first <laughs> and then we'll right. do a, a little play-by-play to give you guys uh some something excited to listen to here at the end of our podcast tonight all right so some of y'all are in here multiple times um so forgive me when i say the name again but we have uh, Caleb Does Fantasy, KWALT14, AMART09, Answer Book. Uh, Caleb Does Fantasy got another entry in here. Mickey Cats 12, Pedro the Lion 7. Answer Book, you got a second entry here. Caleb Does Fantasy got two more after that. So they have a total of four entries. Good on them for being able to get in on this a bunch of times. Uh, Huggy Bear got on it. The Sully Moe's Show, The Madness, Answer Book One More Time, and Mr. Big Shot 1017. Nice. So I those are our 16 entries. Is our Sorry Jets fan. Just wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah. we mentioned the Sorry Jets. I think The Madness is our Sorry Jets fan. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, Mr. Mr. Big Shot had one uh, out of all of the entries here of the 46. Mr. Big Shot had one entry in this. They got in week seventeen. 
Wow. Came in at the and, end, and, so and, and there he is. Very, he's got a chance. He's got a um, one in sixteenth chance at winning, taking home the prize. And, and D Sully is the same way. They they got a Christmas Day entry. There you um, go. I love. Got it. in right at the end, and here they are with the possibility of taking away a, a, our grand prize at the end of the the whole season here. So all you um, need is a chip and a chair, isn't that right, John? Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a quick listen in. We're going to give you, like I said, our play-by-play of this race to the best of our ability because we are all in three different locations. So we're going to try to watch at the same time if we can. So take a listen. Right. All right, we got it all set up here. Everyone, good luck. Here we go. All righty. Three, two, one, go. And it counts down. Here it is. All right. Oh, all right. Oh, Huggy, Bear. Huggy Bear. Start. Huggy Bear got B-Sully, a nice. Tragic. And then Huggy Bear. Oh. And Huggy Bear out. In the K. Walt out K-Walt. of nowhere. Out of First one to the 20 was K. Walt. Huggy Bear's at 25. Going 100 yards all the yep. way across it's, the field. K. Walt. Huggy, Huggy Bear's Bear getting the battle third, right now. Getting to the 30. Caleb, Caleb is having fantasy. a sad. Fr- oh, no. Oh, God. Answer book. I love you, answer book. He's been listening to us all season long, but. He needs some. He needs something to come out of nowhere. He needs, he needs a he's big got, boost. He's got one towards he's the got bottom. A last place oh, the guy. bottom guy. Oh, yeah, he's got three of them in there. The bottom yeah, guy's making a run. Four or five yeah. deep off the fifty. Uh-oh, Huggy, Huggy Bear. bear. Huggy and now bear. he's out of the other side. Huggy oh, here he comes. The field. This is the four thirty-five. Bear. Mickey Katz is coming in out of nowhere. K. Walt. A. Marto. A. Marto nine. K. Walt with the lead though. K. Walt got twenty yards left. He's, he's got 15. Uh-oh. He's it's out of the like away with it. It's, it's going to be all K-Wall 14. And he's slowing down. K-Wall Hold 14. on. Here comes Huggy Bear. Who's it going to be? K-Wall 14. K-Wall. K-Wall 14 with the championship. Good K-Wall. job, man. Congratulations. Who's our second place? That is Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear. Yeah, we got third place. Mickey Katz in third. What a race. That was fun. Wow. Okay, so. If it gets the fourth, the madness takes fourth. The sorry, I'm, Jets has his chance. Yeah, and the Caleb uh, does fancy. He took fifth. So the guy with Answer four entries, in sixth place. The guys with four entries had <laughs> fifth as his best finish. Yeah. <laughs> Although Answer Book, who had three entries, was sixth. So you know there's yeah, not all too much better, Mister Big Shot. He's slowly, still racing, Mr. Big Shot. I'm sorry. making your way into, into this here. But good job. If it comes all the way down to you 16th, um, yep. then then we have a lot of questions to answer ourselves. But k 14, if, as long as you're listening, you are our champion. You uh, are the champ. So get let's in touch with can. us. You have until Tuesday coming up here. Yep. Uh, yep. K-Walt 14. I'm going to, you had a bunch of different entries. Most recently was uh, week 17, yep. but looks like you had been with us since the beginning. You had a week three entry as well. And so congratulations on that. Yeah. Um, All you need is a chip and a chip. Multiple chair, chances. His only, his only one he had in this uh, final 16. So Right. Multiple it's entries into it, but good job. Awesome. Well, guys, I think it's a wrap for tonight. Obviously, I enjoy the show. I hope everybody else did as well. Uh, Bobby, you have a toast for us? Um, I 
you know what? I didn't prepare that. I was getting all hyped up for the uh, for the race here. Well, I wouldn't worry about it. We don't need to do a toast tonight. I'm not even drinking, to be honest with you, which is probably a problem for the football on the rocks show. Um, but you know, you have those nights who we have uh, whatever. Anyway, don't matter. It's well, a dry January show. There you go, dry January. That's what we're going for. Well, again, like I said, I enjoyed it. Hopefully, all of you guys did as well. Stay stay safe, happy, and healthy. Best of luck to everybody this weekend. That's all I got. Bye.